Hello and welcome back to Misilat Yishreim, Path of the Just by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato. We're coming to chapter 5, which is uh, how to make sure that we don't do anything that disrupts us from getting this uh, attribute, Midah, of Zirut, vigilance, carefulness, watchfulness. So anything that detracts from it decreases the character in you. We want to make sure to avoid all that stuff. So how do we avoid that and what does it look like? This is what the Ramchal is going to teach us. So here we go. There are three things that bring a person close, uh, they bring a close person farther away from this attribute, from this trait of zirut, of vigilance. The first one, number one, is involving and, and occupying yourself with worldly matters, physical stuff. The second one is um, mocking, being cynical, joking, but an attitude that's always joking. That's the second one. The third one is bad company. The people who surround you. Your environment and who you, who you have in that environment. We're going to talk about them one by one. So the first one is uh, preoccupying yourself with physical matters. The second one is joking having a joking attitude too much. The third one is having a bad company. Okay, so we're going to go into the first one. What's, what does it mean preoccupying yourself in physical matters, in worldly matters, and what does that look like? We already spoke about what, um, what happens when you uh, preoccupy yourself with something physical. We said in chapter 2, and how... We said that your eyes become distracted, your mind becomes distracted of what you're really supposed to do. When a person is preoccupied with the affairs of this world, his thoughts are restrained from the, the burden, the work that are on him, this work, this physical world. And he's not able to look into his uh, actions and fix them, like we said before in chapter 2. So how do you avoid preoccupying yourself in worldly matters, in, in this physical world? When the sages saw this, they said in Pilkei Avot, Make sure you reduce everything you have in your business, business like endeavors, and involve yourself in studying Torah. But it's true that you need business to make money. Right, fine. You have business to make money. To make sustenance. But it's not necessary for a person to become constantly, constantly in business. And until where he's so involved in his business that he has no time to study Torah. He has no time for his service to the Creator. That's why the sages uh, commanded to set aside certain times where you're supposed to study Torah every single day. You're supposed to set aside a good amount of time to study Torah. So this is quoted in Masechet Shabbat in the Talmud. So we already mentioned in previously that the most critical thing for a person to do to get to Zirut is to study Torah. And like we said, Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair, who said in the Brayta, which is what this book is all about, 
It's what his quote was. Torah study, studying Torah brings a person to zirut, to vigilance. Without Torah study, you can't get to this vigilance, this carefulness, this watchfulness. And this is what the sages said. In an ignorant person, so an ignoramus, as they say, cannot become a pious person. He cannot become a righteous person. Because if someone who is ignorant and doesn't study Torah, he doesn't study anything, how can he become so righteous? He can't, he can't become pious, he can't become a chassid, he can't become giving. You have to study Torah. You have to set aside yourself a time to study Torah. Why? So our question is, why do we have to study Torah? This is why. So because the Creator created the evil inclination, the Yetzirah, inside a person, He also created the Torah. As a spice, as an antidote. We say tavlin, it's a spice, but tavlin also means antidote. I created the evil inclination, I created the Torah as an antidote. But it's obvious. If the Creator didn't create for, um, for this disease, for this sickness, which is the evil inclination, any other remedy than, than this one, which is the Torah. So if, if the Creator didn't create any other antidote to this sickness, then the Torah, then there, there's nothing else that the Torah that can help us with this sickness. So that's why we have to study Torah, to make sure that we're not uh, seduced, uh, overtaken by the evil inclination. So a person isn't able, it's, it's impossible for a person to be cured from this disease, this sickness, which is the evil inclination, without studying Torah. A person, honestly, he says, a person is very weak, or the, the evil inclination is very strong inside a person. And if a person isn't aware, if he doesn't check in on his evil inclination, he makes sure that the evil inclination, he has to make sure that the evil inclination isn't doing anything. If he doesn't check, if he's not aware of what's happening, the Yetzara, the evil inclination grows stronger and eventually overpowers him, dominates him. Even if he does everything he can, all the strategies, everything he can think about, but he didn't take this medicine this tavlin, this spice, this this antidote, which is the Torah study. Like I said, is the Torah study. He won't be able to feel or be aware of his sickness, his strong, his growing sickness. He won't know about his illness, his sickness, until he dies. And I mean, that's why we have to change as soon as possible. We can't be blind our entire lives. We have to do something about it now. So when the evil inclination, you don't see what happen, what's happening to yourself when the evil inclination is taking over. So what does, after a person, what does a person have to do? He has to study Torah every single day, no matter what. Every single day, take, take a certain amount of time to study Torah. And once you do that, you'll be able to use it as an antidote against the Yetzirah. Okay. So the Ramchal brings a, 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 a metaphor. 
לחולה שדרש ברופאים והביעו חליו. So he go, a, a sick person, he's going to the doctor. So they tell him what he has. You have a cold, let's say. Vamulo shiikach samzeh, and he tells him to take a certain medicine. Okay, you take whatever, the cold medicine. Medicine for colds. Vumibliti shetigdam lo yediya bimlechet arufuah. But this sick person, he has no idea anything about healing. He doesn't know what healing is. He's never been a doctor. He's never studied biology. He's nothing. He doesn't know anything about healing. He put aside this medicine and he takes whatever medicine he thinks is good. Won't this sick person eventually die? He's, he's dying of a sickness. The doctors tell him to take a certain medicine. And he doesn't take the medicine. He takes something else that he thinks is better. Even though he has no idea how to get better. He's, he has no idea what medicine is. So this is what, exactly what it is. There's no one who actually recognizes or is aware of the sickness which is the Yetzirara. And the, one who, the only one who knows what it is and how to uh, 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 identify it is the Creator. Why? Because the Creator created the evil inclination. And the Creator also warned us even what the uh, antidote to the sickness is, which is the Torah study. So who, who how, how is it possible for a person to take, take this medicine that we have and put it aside and take any other medicine there is no other medicine to, to help us here only Torah study it's, it's certain he says that the darkness of physicality darkness of physicality will proceed it will keep overpowering him it will keep going and keep growing step by step he won't understand he won't be aware until he's drowning he's completely uh, uh, taken over by this darkness, by this evil. And so he's so far removed from the truth that even the notion, even the thought of searching for the truth, that I want to go and search for the truth, it won't even come to him because he's so far into the darkness he thinks that he's okay. It's, it's, it's total blindness. That's what we're talking about. But if he studies Torah, then he sees in the Torah, he sees the ways of the Torah, he sees the commandments, he sees the warnings that the Torah has. Eventually, a certain awakening will happen inside him. He will, he will have a certain inspiration that will bring him to the good path. This is what the sages said. So they said in Echa Rabbah, they said about Hashem, that the Creator says that if they left me behind but they still observe my Torah, they still observe the Torah, it says that even if they were to leave God but they still kept the Torah, it would be okay. Why would it be okay? Because the Torah would bring you to a better path. We have to study Torah. We have to give ourselves time to study Torah every single day. So what does it mean a setting time to study Torah? So he's going to go into this topic. So this setting aside to study Torah is also, there's also setting aside for looking at your actions like we mentioned before. 
like I said before in chapter 3, but even aside from all this introspection, looking inside yourself in Torah study, everything that he has free time from his business, if he's a wise person, he won't give up this opportunity to study Torah. He'll seize upon the moment, seize the moment and he won't let go. Anytime he has free time from his business, he'll, he'll, he'll take the moment and he'll use it to look inside himself and fix his, fix his soul. So soul fixing basically, a tikkun. And so this is what happens when you're too preoccupied with physical matters. Even though it's most prevalent, so if, even though it's uh, something that happens with most people where they're totally inside the business at all times, the only thing they're thinking about the entire day is their business. So people who want to get over it, he says it's actually the easiest thing to get over. It's the easiest thing to avoid if he really wants to escape from it. So if he really wants to escape from this uh, um, sickness of being totally inside your business at all times and leaving nothing aside for spirituality... You can, as long as you want it. You can get out of it if you want to. So studying Torah is the antidote for, for this uh, physical matters and, and being totally uh, drowning in this physical matter. Okay, so the second uh, idea that brings us sort of farther away from vigilance, from carefulness, from watchfulness, is joking around and being mocking and being cynical. So we're going to go into it. The second factor that uh, removes this idea of zirut, it's very difficult to, to solve. It's very difficult to have an antidote. It's joking and being cynical. Whoever sinks in this, in this attribute, in this midah, it's like he's sinking in the ocean. It's very hard to get out of. Very hard to get out of this attitude. Very hard to get out of this to get to vigilance. What does joking do? When you're having a joke, when you give a joke, and I'm not, I'm not just saying like a joke just to make someone cheer up. I'm saying he's always laughing, always joking about something that's happening. At the wrong time, at the right time, doesn't matter. All the time. Always joking. Always being cynical. Always mocking everything. This is what he's saying. So... What does it say? This story is the focus on somebody. Uh, he says, he, he loses his heart. He loses where his mind is supposed to be focused. Because reason and logic doesn't control him after he starts to be in this uh, uh, attitude, this behavior. He's as if a drunk or a shotez, a fool or an imbecile. You can't give a drunk or an imbecile, a fool, someone who doesn't understand how, uh, how to get better. Because they don't understand. They're, they're, they're incapacitated. They're, they're not in the right mindset. They don't accept guidance. This is what Solomon said in Kohelet. I said of, uh, so, so uh, he said, joking, it's madness and joy. What does it accomplish? What does it bring? 
וחכמים זוכרים לברכה אמרו, נעשית בפרקי אבות, צחוק וקלות ראש מרגילים את האדם לערווה. ג'וקינג, ליטרלי אז לבדי, ג'וקינג ואין מוקינג, ביינג סינקל, אקוסטומס, מייקס אפרסון אקוסטום טביינג אימורל. כי אף על פי שחמורה היא הערווה אצל כל בן דת. So it's very weird statement because even though immorality, honestly, it's considered very, very bad for most people who are religious. And most people are afraid to become immoral for any religious person. Because of what's already known in his mind, because of the, uh, how big this transgression really is and how great the punishment is for it. This joking and mocking draws him closer and closer to immorality. And he slowly, slowly becomes closer and closer to having immoral deeds. So that the fear, this fear of sinning that we spoke about before, this fear of sinning is totally removed from him, eventually. Slowly, slowly, it's totally removed. Until he eventually reaches the sin itself and he commits it. So it's not that right away after you give a joke, you're going to sin. That's not what happens. The idea is that when you're joking and you're having this attitude that everything's a joke, everything you can laugh about, it's not true. Sometimes they're serious. You have to be serious. You have to be serious about life sometimes. So when you have this attitude of, of joking, being cynical, levity, that's the translation, Eventually, slowly, slowly, you'll become to become a, a immoral person, sinning all the time. But why, why does it happen? Why does joking around reduce the fear of sinning? Because just like having carefulness, having a, a, a vigilance depends on a person paying attention, always on, always focused, what does a joke do? It sort of takes your mind off of what you need to be focusing on. Right? You're about to start something serious, you're supposed to tell a joke. Just to make everyone cool off a bit and not become too serious. But when you have this attitude all the time, and you're always joking, you're not focused on your actions and being careful, which is zirut, being vigilant, you won't be focused. So what is this, what is this, letzanut, uh, schok, the joke, schok means jokes, laughing. What does it do? It totally takes you away from the, the proper path, the rightful path. And that eventually, that if you're not focused on the path, you won't have fear of sin. And that's not good, because you need that to be vigilant. You can see how bad mockery and, and joking and how destructive it is. Just like a shield, so it's a metaphor, a shield that's covered in oil. Imagine a shield, right? That's protecting a person and it's covered in oil. Now imagine uh, uh, arrows that are coming to shoot the person. So it's coming to shoot the person, and he's holding a shield, but it's covered in oil. These arrows will slip, slip off, the off the oil. They'll slip off the shield. 
ומשליכם לארץ, the arrows will go to the ground, ולא יניח אותם שיגיעו אל גוף האדם. And these arrows won't reach the person's body. כן הלצון מפני התוכחה והמרדות. This is exactly how joking acts in the face of uh, rebuking. Of how someone is supposed to rebuke you when you're doing something wrong, and you're just joking all the time, you totally, sw- like you swat it aside. It's like as if nothing happened. That's, that's bad. You need the rebuke. If you want to change, you need the rebuke. Sometimes a person who's, who's telling you what to do, especially in the month of Elul, it's sort of a message. It's like, do I need to change? Is he, is he right? Is the person who's telling me what I'm doing wrong, is he right? Let me think about it. Am I doing something wrong? Maybe I need to change. Especially in this month of Elul that's coming up. Bezrat Hashem. So what happens when you're joking all the time? You won't be able to take this uh, rebuke. Because even in one small uh, joke, one small remark, a person swats away, he totally repels an enormous amount of inspiration and motivation that he can use to change. Through which his heart, through which his heart can, can be inspired and motivated by itself. Whenever the heart sees that there's something to change, it automatically, it, it just happens. There's a feeling you get when you know you need to change. There's an inspiration, motivation. And that leads to, to looking at your uh, actions. Like we said before, everything that happens to look at your actions, to look within oneself. But if you're always joking, you won't have that mindset. You'll be totally not there. Everything will fall to the ground with this joking. And nothing will put an impression, nothing will take impression into a person's mind. It's not because the things that people are telling him, the things are people who are telling this person who's always joking, that the, the, the things they're telling him are, are weak, that they're not really logical, or the, that they're not sort of the right uh, uh, um, um, thing to say. And not because the person doesn't understand him. But it's because of this power of, of joking and because of this, this laughing. It totally destroys all ethics, all fear of, of the Creator, and all fear of sin. It says that Isaiah, he says, the Ramchal says that Isaiah was crying like a crane. I'm not sure how cranes cry, but I guess they're loud. But he, Isaiah used to scream at the people, he was the, uh, the prophet of his time. He used to scream at the people that were in his generation of what they were doing. This exactly was what was happening. The, the people that he lived, the, the generation that he had, they were litzanim. They, they were clowns. They were mocking. They were joking all the time. And they, they weren't able to take his, his, uh, his lessons, his musar, as an impression. And it was ruining any hope that he had for these sinners. And any hope that he had for these sinners to repent. And this is what Isaiah says, don't scoff, don't joke, because your affliction will become more severe. Affliction, which is sickness, physical sickness, spiritual sickness. And the sages already uh, declared in Masechet Avodah in the Talmud, A person who's joking, literally a scoffer, someone who scoffs, like, 
What are you talking about? That's not true. <laughs> what are you saying? That kind of person, he brings suffering upon himself. And this is what it says in Mishlei. The afflictions, the suffering, are ready for those scoffers. They're ready for the people who are swatting aside the Musa. This is what the logic brings. Someone who's motiva- motivated by uh, contemplation and by the lessons of the Torah, he doesn't have to suffer. His body doesn't need suffering. A person who knows what he needs to change, he's always looking inside himself, what do I need to change? What can I do better? And he's looking at the Torah's uh, study and the lessons that he can learn. He doesn't need to suffer. Since he's already going to repent from his sins without the pain that's needed. With the thoughts of repentance that will come. Because of these Musa, uh, these lessons and these rebuke, the reproofs and everything that he hears will bring him to do tshuva. That's, that's a person who studies Torah. These jokes, jokesters, basically, these scoffers, they're not motivated to repent. They're not doing anything from this Musal, these lessons that, are, that, are, that they're hearing. Because of their mockery, because of these jokes that they're, getting, that they're giving. The only way to wake these people up is with physical sickness. Body, like the afflictions of the, of the body. You hurt your elbow, you hurt your leg, you hurt your knee, you hurt your forehead, your ears aren't working so well, you can't see, you gotta get glasses, you're, 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 you scraped your leg, you, you stubbed your toe. Why, do we, why does that happen to the body? Why should the body become afflicted? So he says, a sickness of the body is due to this joking all the time. Because what happens with these afflictions? How can, uh, so we see that when a person who's always joking, and then there's a person who's giving him the musal, he's giving him the lesson. But the jokester, he doesn't want to hear it. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's, he doesn't listen. He doesn't want to listen. So what happens? So God makes an affliction in the person who's joking all the time in his body. Is he able to uh, turn it away? He's like, what are you talking about? I can't. So he's looking at the sickness. What are you talking about? I can't change. He's looking at his leg. and it's, it's, You can't do that. It's a sickness in your body. Are you going to change or not? If you don't change, you're going to die. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to get sicker and sicker and sicker. It's going to keep going. Until you change. So this is what the Creator has to use to, to wake a person up when he's joking all the time with this letzanut, this chok. The severity of the sin and the, 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 the ramifications, the, the, the punishment, everything that comes with it. The true judge, the Creator, is very strict in the punishment. And this is what the sages say in Masechet Abu Mockery, joking all the time, is so severe that it starts with suffering and it ends with annihilation, elimination from the world. It says in Isaiah, So we said in Isaiah that don't joke, he said, because your affliction will become more severe. Because total annihilation I've heard from the Creator. 
if you don't change, something worse will happen. Not just getting sick, not just uh, uh, breaking your arm. It'll become worse if you don't change. That's what the Ramchal is warning us to do. You have to change. Have to. You have to look inside yourself. What do I have to change? And it's not two seconds change. It's not a minute. Life change. Change your life. You want your life to be better? Change your life. Don't let anyone else change it. you got to change your life. So the first one we said, it was worldly matters. The second one, it was joking too much. The third one is about your company, the people around you. Keeping bad company. The third factor that undermines, that reduces vigilance is bad company. The company of fools, stupid people, and sinners. Because these people expose a person to bad influences. It says in Mishlei, a person who, who becomes friends with stupid people, with fools, will eventually be broken. We see many, many times. Even a person recognizes the obligation of his avodah, his service to the Creator, and even he knows that he needs to be vigilant. He becomes relaxed. He becomes lax about it. He doesn't want to do it or he becomes, it's not always, he's not always doing, or he transgresses, he sins some of the zirut. He doesn't do everything to completion. Why does he do all these things? So that his friends won't laugh at him. He wants to fit in. So that he can mingle with them. He can fit in with them. He doesn't do the certain things because it's not cool to do it. It's not cool to, to, to be always afraid of sinning. This is what Solomon says. With dissenters, don't mix, don't mingle. So now a person, you can make uh, an argument. Now if someone will say to you, so if a person says to you, that in the Gemara, it says in Masechet Ketubot, Le'olam da'ato shel adam me'orevet imabriot. A person's mind should always be within society. Which means that it should always be with everyone and socializing. So you could say that's a proof. You don't have to, you can be cool. You can do whatever you want with these friends. Friends. But you should say to him, this person who's arguing, this, with this logic, what is it talking about when it says that a person should be within society? What does it mean in the Gemara that it says a person should be in a, a society of people? It's when people are doing the actions of people. Not when people are doing the actions of an animal. Not when people are doing these sins like a beast. That's not when you should be in the society. And he says further in Mishlei, Go far away from a person who is stupid, who is a fool. And King David said in Tehilim, And the whole Pasuk doesn't quote the whole Pasuk here, but it says that a person is praiseworthy who doesn't go in the path of, of wickedness and, and evil. 
וכבר פרשו זכרונם ואחרן ארדי סייז אין מסכת עבודה זרה The sage has said, אם הלך סופו לעמוד. If a person walks on the path of, of, of wickedness and the path of sin, eventually he'll stand there. And if he's standing there, he'll eventually, אם עמד סופו לישב. If he's standing there, eventually he'll sit down. So what does that mean? If, if he goes and he's walking on that path, eventually he'll stay in that path. He won't escape. ואומר, and... King David says further in Tehilim, Lo yashafti im mitei shav v'gomer, Saneeti kahal mereim. I don't sit, I have not sat with uh, 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 dishonest people. And he, and he says, I hate the gathering of people who do evil. So this is David praising that he, he was never within a company of people who were sinning. That's what we have to take a lesson from. We can't uh, surround ourselves by people who are sinning all the time. Or not even all the time that they sin and they don't change. They know that they have to change or they, they see that they have to change. They don't want to change. We have to see who we're hanging out with. It's, it's, it's the people around us who, who influence us. So if, if we have bad people around us, how is that going to change us for the worse? So we have to change. And not just us, but the people around us too. <laughs> A person has to become purified and clean himself totally from bad influences. And to hold back his feet from going in the, in the path of, of, of the people, all these people who've, who've been in the, in the, how do I say, the, the follies, the, the falseness of, of, of the times. He shouldn't go with his feet toward this path of evil. He should take his feet toward the courtyards of the Creator and to the dwelling place of the Creator. And this is what King David says in the, in the, in the psalm that we just quoted. I wash my hands in cleanliness and I go around your mizbeach, your altar, the Creator, Hashem. So this happens a lot. If a person finds himself in the company, in the, in the people, in the society of people who make fun of him, they taunt him because he keeps the mitzvot. Don't pay attention. Ignore it. Ignore it. Totally ignore these people. Actually, on the contrary, not only do you ignore it, you should make fun of them because they are sinning. You should shame them that they're not uh, doing the mitzvot. And he should think, if he had the opportunity to make a lot of money, would he, would he turn away or neglect to get this money because of his friends? So let's say a person is about to make a big deal and he's making a deal with uh, a guy who's very, very rich but he's a loser in the community. I don't know if that happened. I don't know if that's possible. I guess it is. It's just an example. But all his friends are telling him not to make the deal because the guy's a loser. And imagine he's about to make, get a bunch of money but all these people are making fun of him so he shouldn't take the money. Well, he's not going to take the money. Why not? It's a lot of money. And it's a good deal. So why shouldn't he take it? Just because you're not looking cool in your friends? So this is what he says. 
He shouldn't want to lose his soul because of this mockery that they're giving him. That because they're making fun of him that he's going to lose his soul. You're going to lose your soul if you do this sin. Chas v'shalom. And this is why the sages say in Pirkei Avot, we say in Rabbi Yudah ben Tema, Omer, and we say it every morning. You should be, I think we're going to say in the next chapter too, bold as a leopard. You have to be brave. Who cares about everyone else? Are you one with the Creator? Are you closer to the Creator? That's what you have to think about. Not, not anyone else, just you. You, your soul, and the Creator. That's what you have to think about. So he goes on to quote about boldness and how being brave in the eyes of everyone else. But David Amar, King David said, I will speak of uh, your testimony uh, against these kings, and I won't be ashamed of saying this. This is King David. So now Ramchal is explaining what King David was saying. So that even though the discussions that most kings would have was about enjoying the riches, the couches, the foods, and everything of physical desire, King David was a king. So what do you think he was talking about all day? He, you think that a king, King David, because he was always studying Torah, he was always talking about Torah, you think he would have been a disgrace or, or ashamed of, of being there. King David, King David was amazing. He would not discuss these physical desires. Even though all he had to talk about was Torah and ethics and, and, and being spiritual, instead of talking about these physical things like most kings do, the human kings, the physical kings of the nations, he would not be ashamed. He had no shame whatsoever. He wouldn't turn his mind, turn his heart towards these uh, um, um, fake things and, and waste of time. After he's already realized the truth, he knows what truth is. Him and the Creator, he was one with the Creator. He was as close to the Creator as possible as he could be. And he knew what truth was, true, good truth, the, the true True truth. That's what the Pasuk says. What does it mean? So what does it mean? He was with these kings and he told about the testimonies of God and he wasn't ashamed. And Isaiah it also says, I made my face as hard as flint, as flint stone. It's a, I guess it's a rock, it's a stone. He made his face stone and I knew I would not be ashamed. He was brave, Isaiah said. King David, Isaiah, it's this attribute of being brave in the eyes of other people. And not just that, it's, it's not to be brave and to look like you're brave, not to look like you're brave, to, to be brave. That you're keeping the mitzvot where everyone else isn't. And to totally be different from everyone, even, if, even though it's the right thing to do. And so there are three things that we spoke about. First one was worldly matters. And the second one was letzanut, being, being mocking and being, being cynical, being joking all the time. The third one was having bad company. These things, these three things totally take you away from vigilance, from carefulness. 
So what we want to do is we want to change. If we want to change, we've got to make sure we work on these three things all the time. And we can only do that through studying Torah and understanding the lessons that are given to us. So, Bizrat Hashem, we can do that in the coming month of Elul, coming up to Rosh Hashanah. Thank you. <laughs>